Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark. And I'm glad that you've taken some time to join me on the Scattered Abroad Network as we continue our discussion of suffering. Now, I know you might be getting sick of this subject. But then I've talked to people who have dealt with difficulties in their life. I, I meet with people that have struggled, and I think that this subject needs to be discussed more in the church. It's why I decided for my first two seasons on Scattered Abroad to be about suffering. The first season talking about my own suffering and dealing with Crohn's disease, and now this season looking more at a biblical side to the topic. And I'm thankful that God took time to tell us how to handle suffering. Today we're talking about dealing with suffering. For the next three weeks, really, we're going to be talking about dealing with suffering. And I'm going to give you some things to remember. I'm going to give you some things to remember. The first thing that I need you to remember is what you are. I'm not talking about if you're white, you're black, male, female, rich, poor. I'm not talking about what your social status in life is. I'm asking what your spiritual state is. Specifically, For those of you that are New Testament Christians, if you want to know what it means to be a New Testament Christian, the Bible tells us to hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. You can find all of those throughout the book of Acts. If you have any questions on those, I'd be happy to talk to you about it further. But born-again members of the body of Christ, Christians, those who have been redeemed from sin, I need you to remember what we are. This episode is airing just a couple of days after my uh, 28th birthday. Now, I'm 27 at the time that I'm recording this, but I'll be 28 when it comes out. I, I can't remember very easily who I was at 15. I've changed a lot in the last 12 going on 13 years. What I do know is that I believe I'm a better person today than I was at 15, and I hope at 38, at 48, 58, I could go on, but I don't know how long I'm going to live. I hope that I can look back 10, 15 years from today and say that I'm a better person than I am right now. Continuing on and maturing and growing and being better than I was the day before. I have faced obstacles. If you listen to the first season, you know that. But I faced obstacles that are not just with my health. I've suffered. No, not to the point of what a lot of people have dealt with, and I can't claim to have dealt with suffering the way that so many have. But I've suffered more than just health problems. But you see, I'm I'm a Christian. And it's a wonderful blessing to be a Christian. 
but it wasn't ever promised without difficulty. And if I'm the same Christian that I am right now, 10 years from now, I'm not growing the way that I probably should be. If I'm the same Christian today that I was 12 years ago, I haven't grown like I should be. When you think about the idea of Christianity and suffering, I want you to notice that in the first place, it it was never promised, Christianity that is, without difficulty. We were promised a life of suffering. I want you to consider Acts 5.41 for a minute. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. In Acts 9, verse 16, when God is talking about Saul of Tarsus, he says, I'm going to show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. In Romans 8, 17, Paul writes, If children were heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, and if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. In the same chapter, in verse 36, says it is written, For your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And in Philippians 1.29, For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but to also suffer for his sake. Let's stop for a moment and talk about this for a second. You mean to tell me, you might be thinking, that when I got diagnosed with that disease, when my grandmother got diagnosed with that illness, when my grandfather got Lou Gehrig's disease, and whatever it might be in your situation, when my wife left me, when my husband cheated on me, whatever it might be, you might be thinking, you mean to tell me that that was something that was promised? Well, there's really two different types of suffering here. There's the type of suffering when it comes to everyday suffering that happens because of sin. And that's the suffering that we're experiencing here. The the fact that a a husband or a wife could separate due to adultery. That's a sin problem, not a God problem. The fact that any type of illness or disease exists in this world, that's a sin problem, not a God problem. One of the things I mentioned in a class recently to a group of young men at a training camp was that we look at Genesis 3 all the time. And we remember Genesis 3 for what Adam and Eve did. And don't get me wrong, we need to do that. But we also have to go back and remember what they were at one time. I don't know how long it was. I'm not given a time frame between Genesis chapter 2 and Genesis chapter 3 when the fall of man takes place. But I am told that there was a period of time, evidently, that Adam and Eve lived in communion with God. And when we say communion with God, we mean they were in fellowship with him. They had a father and son and daughter relationship. And they did exactly what they were created to do and to be. You know, what if it was years? What if it was a few months? What if it was a day? Even if it was a day, for one day, Adam and Eve were exactly what God intended them to be. 100%. That's special. And they threw all of that away because they felt like God was holding something back from them after the serpent told them, 
you know, God's worried that you're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. And that's why they left. That's why they abandoned the faith, being in a fellowship, in a covenant relationship, I like to say, with God. They felt they were being held back, and so they gave up. Isn't that the problem with our world today? At the slightest sign of difficulty or inconvenience, we're out. We're good. I'm fine. I didn't need God anyway. See, endurance is something that is really lost on our generation of people today. The idea of perseverance is not as common as it once was. I'm not saying that it's eradicated or that the idea of people persevering does not exist, period. But I just look at our world and think, how did we get to a point where so many people wanted to be handed things? So many people wanted to have stuff that they didn't work hard for. They just got it. The endurance is missing. And a lot of the people that I grew up with are being told. And when I say grew up with, I'm just talking about people my age. I'm not talking about anybody specifically. But a lot of the people my age are being told, you don't have to work hard. Everyone cares about you just because you have a thought and just because you have an opinion. Why aren't we all trending on Twitter then? Why aren't we all Instagram famous and TikTok famous and TikTokers and YouTubers and all these other things? Why aren't we all? Famous. Because there's a, there's a certain hustle that goes into being famous. You work hard. You apply yourself. You, you do. Some people get fame overnight, but the people who keep it are the people who are working constantly. They're always working on the next project. Endurance. And when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to my faith as a Christian... That's what it means to be a Christian, is to endure. And you might be saying, endure what? Endure this life. Look, look, nothing about this world was ever promised to be easy. Nothing. If you don't struggle, you can't really appreciate what you've been given. Let me change that. What you've earned. And if you're born with the ability to have certain talents to do things, if you can preach, if you can, you know, do something, maybe maybe you're a really talented painter. Then you now have an opportunity to abound in that work as a painter and to endure the hardships and the struggles of being an artist. And you can actually overcome those hardships and endure and be one of the best painters we know. Maybe you won't be famous, but you've applied yourself, you've worked hard, and now you are ready and able to enjoy the success that you've worked hard for. When it comes to Christianity, we're promised eternity if we endure. So much better than being famous. So much better than anything you and I could ever think of. In Romans 2 7, we're told that eternal life. To those who by patient continuance and doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. Eternal life by those who patiently 
continue in doing good. In 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Hebrews 10.36, you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Hebrews 11.25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Enduring what is not easy instead of taking what's the easier you know, route, path, way, whatever you want to call it. 1 Peter 2.20, for what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? When you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. And 1 Peter 5.10, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. When you're struggling with suffering, I need you to remember that you're a Christian. We've been promised a better life. A better life. Think about where you are right now. Maybe in your life. You worked hard. My, my wife and I, we've been trying so hard and working as hard as we can to get out of debt. And that is a long process of changing your mind, kind of reprogramming your brain. But we've gotten to a point where as we've started to pay off some of our bills and some of our debts have gotten smaller, we've started to notice, hey, you know, our stress level when it comes to money has gone way down compared to what it used to be. And we're blessed that by our hard work, we now are reaping some benefits from that to where it's, hey, we can now throw this money at that debt. And eventually, when that money no longer needs to go to a debt, we can say, what would we want to do with this money to both enjoy our lives, but also bless the church? Maybe bless the network. How can we do that? It doesn't happen overnight. Maybe I get lucky. Maybe someone were to, uh, to leave an inheritance for me. And that inheritance comes my way. And in one fell swoop, I can write a check and cover all the debt that's remaining. And while that will set me ahead and put me on the path that I want to be on, it also won't mean as much if I don't actually train my brain to make that mean something. Now, what I want you to think about as we close today's episode, these last final seconds. Why are you where you are today? Were you handed everything in life? Maybe you were, and I can't blame you for that. Maybe you're a teenager listening to this, your mom and dad pay for everything. You know, this won't really hit us home for you until you get a little bit older. But let me speak to the adults for a minute. Where are you right now? And how did you get there? Hard work, right? Pushing yourself, believing that you can do better and be better than you were the day before. By remembering what you are, you work hard constantly. 
And if we remember that about our Christianity, the devil will have a much harder time convincing us to fall away. I'm thankful that you've taken some moment, some moments to be on the podcast with me today and tune in next week where we'll talk about remember how we got to be who we are. But until then, let's all please God now so our eternity can be far better. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.